This is Devin Mann from Man Versus. The following episode of Man Versus recorded at All In Recording Studios. In order to win, you got to be all in. You hear me? All In Recording Studios. Let's get it, baby. What's up, y'all? It's Devin with Man's Versus again, and I have a very awesome special guest. Some of you actually may know him. We have the most infamous, awesome, coolest dude I know. He's a rapper in Atlanta. His name is Beauregard, but I know him as Beaugree. How you doing, bro? I'm doing well. Just want to go stay for the record. That's my first compliment from Devin. So I'm, <laughs> I'm just taking that in for a second. No, but, you know, bro, just for those who don't know, like, me and Devin have known each other since freshman year of high school. And like, you know, just been boys, like always like keeping it real with me. It's always pushing me to be a greatest art, a great greater artist. So I'm happy to even be here right now. Oh yeah, this is my boy. I've known each other since yeah, like uh, said, freshman year of high school. We didn't start off as friends, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it blossomed into a really good friendship. <laughs> it blossomed yeah, to a really the good best foundation. The best foundation. When you start as enemies, bro, like, come on. <laughs> you weren't even my enemy. I was your enemy. I didn't like you, but you you were like, I, I don't have a problem with you. <laughs> I was like, this nigga. Like, yeah. <laughs> you were like, did but, you um, do something to him? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> you were so confused. You were like, I literally said like 10 words to this guy. One day he just didn't like me and said it very loud. <laughs> but yeah, so this is my boy Bo. Um, as you guys know, this season, you know, I'm trying to switch it up, have professionals in the, you know, in in what I want to talk about and how you know life goes on. And you know, I want to get someone that I was actually close with who's been in the game, in the industry, you know, because I'm also in the media industry as well. And but he's on a different aspect of it though. But yeah, you want to tell the people, you know, about you, who you are, what you do, because, you know, you got like some Shaka going on right now, like some Shaka Zulu. Yeah, <laughs> some uh, African culture, all my vibes, all that stuff. Um, man, about me, um, you know, I've been Bokri for all my life, but Beauregard probably came out in like 2012, 2013. That's kind of when I was kind of really embracing that aspect of my artistry and really like seriously considering like I know a lot of folks rap and like you know they make a song but like it just felt different I was like I'm not that I'm not where I want to be yet but this is something I want to work on and I really want to like I want it to be synonymous with with my presence like just the music my art like I really want that's what that was just one of my goals early on so you know I, I always liked to work with people who would push me because um, it, like with art, I feel like one thing that holds a lot of people back is like from an early stage, they, they, you know, you can get complacent, you know, the first goal is like, oh, we made a song, yeah, you wanna put everything out. But like, you know, recently I've gotten to a place where it's like, you know, I'm finishing songs and throw them in the vault. And then like, you know, I, I just have more options cause I actually have more good songs, like, you know, more of a, catalog and stuff like that but um really one thing uh that i find to be an important aspect of my journey is honestly school because even i'm talking to you now we met in school that's high school but like nice. even you know you came to visit me at college so often like a lot of my earliest collaborators like a lot of the people who like gave me support like i met them in school you know what i'm saying they they were coming to my dorm pre-gaming every weekend, like having a kickback, you know what I'm saying? And like, they were Bokery fans before they were Beauregard fans. And like, 
sometimes that doesn't work but when you're really working at your craft it can't work for you and like you know it did and i'm very appreciative of it um what were you saying about the rap game he said like so what do you not like about it so yeah that's that's one of the things i wanted to talk to you about when i brought you on here because i was thinking so your rap is is what i would consider rap that i actually like because first off i can hear it i can understand it you know what i'm saying like even outside of the outside of the you know the chorus being catchy or the hook being good or whatever it's like when you actually rap and even in some of your songs, I'd be like, oh, I know exactly what he's talking about. Like, I, I was there at this moment. Yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and, you know, things like that. But see, like, with with a lot of rap people now, like, you know, people that want to be rap, like you said earlier, you know, people just want to make songs, make music, like, oh, I'm a rapper. And it's like, like, are you really a rapper or do you rap you know what i'm saying like there's a difference like are you yeah. like an athlete or do you just work out you know like yeah, yeah. you run or are you actually like a track star you know what i mean and so i i feel like a lot of a lot of people nowadays is views over sustenance you know like it's hard to make good music like quality good music, you know, like a good album, like 12 to 15 songs, you know, you sit down, you write it, you know, you got four or five singles, you know, you make music videos for those songs, you put your money, your time, your effort, your energy, your your whole being into, you know, um, an album. That's why like some albums with some uh, artists are so good because you can tell like they put their all into it. Like August Alshina, right? Like his first uh, major album that, you know, went global, Testimony, was like he has almost zero skips on that. You know what I'm saying? Because like oh, yeah. he's telling his life story. He's like, this is my, like, as the title implies, my testimony. Uh-huh. Like, this is my testimony to my life. Because, you know, like. His he, recent story a little crazy, though, right? No, yeah. He's, <laughs> he made that tweet the uh, other, like, a couple weeks ago. Like, this is my last rotation on the earth. I hope he's okay. I hope he's not, you know, thinking of dark thoughts oh, yeah. yeah man it's now nah, he's had a tough life though so man, yeah he's had yeah, but, yeah prayers for august i'll see bro we did not he didn't I get the love, anybody he didn't get the love that i thought he deserves because like his music's so good but he people in the industry wasn't fucking with him like he's oh, had yeah. one of the saddest stories i was like heard of my life like i think both his siblings died he take care of like his siblings children's like his nieces and nephews he was sick for like four or five years like it was sad but that's oh, yeah. the thing that makes his music so good is because you know where he, it comes from you know where it comes from because he has something to tell you know what i mean like i was just telling you about the song that i heard uh like who wants to smoke with us <laughs> who wants <laughs> right that song that song is lit but i don't like it because it's not saying anything like it's just a like it's, just a, it's a catchy you know thug song or whatever and yeah. even then with thug songs like there's trap songs that tell stories like jeezy gucci you know walk oh, yeah. you know them like back in the day like 2007 2008 2009 2010 like they telling songs yeah yeah you know what i'm saying like they're telling songs and i don't really like to stay the rap game now because like all this like this mumble rap shit like like what do you think i can't fuck so you know, first, I'll preface this by saying I'm an artist, so I'm typically more open to, like, just new art, new mediums in general. And, like, where you see it as, like, taking, like, the downward turn, I see it as just growing 
And it's like, it's just like, rap's always just gonna change. Like, you look at it throughout the eras, bro. Like, rap that came out in the 80s and the rap that came out in the 90s, you could hear the difference. And like, niggas in the 90s were talking about, this shit is not rap. Like, <laughs> this is rap. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's like, there's always resistance to change. So like, I try to be like, and then also one thing I also try to remember is like, um, at the end of the day, when I'm listening to an artist, whether they're a mumble rapper, they're articulate, conscious rapper, whatever, I do remember that they are expressing some aspect of themselves. And like, if the way that they best express themselves is like with a croon, sometimes that's like, there's some emotions that can only be conveyed like when you kind of like alter your delivery with that too. And that's one thing that I feel like is more, is more present in today's music. And like, we did sacrifice some clarity for it. like inevitably yeah not inevitably but like like at a large rate like it's kind of like because there's a lot of songs that i love to death like bro i mean even when i was in high school freaking um rich homie and young thug bro like the tour like light rich gang like all that stuff bro i was playing them songs hundreds of times and like i couldn't i could not rap the bar the verse bar for bar (laughs) for you like there's a gibberish bar coming in because it was just like i don't know what he's saying but you feel that I feel like that's a different type of talent when like, you know, it's kind of like when you, when I turn up to like a fucking French rapper, it's like, I speak some French, but it's like, it's really how he flowing and how he's feeling. And it's like, yo, like, all right, all right, I'm in this, you know? So like, I try to, I try to see it through the eyes of, this sounds really ridiculous. I try to see it through the eyes of someone who doesn't even speak English. That's how I kind of approach the song first. And then when I can get that deeper meaning, that deeper value from it, then it's like a second, it's like, oh, I love it even more. And that's why I like folks like Young Thug are just incredible because like so sonically appealing. And then like, if you do take the time to really like break it down, like bar for bar, there's just some like even crazier layers to it, you know, so. I think that's a little bit different I think, because yeah. I think comparing Young Thug, who I think everyone would consider as a genius, you know, lyrically. Mm-hmm. And even if you can't understand some of the things he says, like, the vast majority of his songs, you're like, yo, this guy's like, he's different. Like, he the is truth, on yeah. a different level. And then there's people like, um, I'm trying to think of a rapper, like Lil Pump, right? Who made Gucci Gang. Like, okay, I get it. Art is very subjective. Th- like, art is very like, okay, well, you have to look at it from this person's point of view. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, I get it. But some, some shit is just bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, Gucci Gang, like, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, yeah. Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang. Like, what type of avenue are you trying to go in Gucci gang Gucci gang because like even in photography right like I try to tell you know like my friends or people that ask me photography they're like yo is this a good picture I'm like I mean what is a quote-unquote good picture but some pictures you look at and you're like yeah that's a terrible picture like like, like without a doubt you're like I'm not, don't upload that I, I know that. that's not gonna yeah. be clients <laughs> Don't put that in your portfolio. Don't put that on your website. Don't put that, you know, anywhere like that's not going to get you what you want. But I get what you're saying about the whole subjective, like, look, because like there are different styles of like even in photography, right? Like, you know, there's different types of rap, but in photography, like, you know, you have like just regular, you have beauty shots, you have a boulder, you have, you know, black and white, you have, uh, you know, products like, you know, I get it. There's, it's all very subjective, but even in that lane, right? So let's like, I would say your type of, uh, actually, 
correct me if actually no you tell me don't correct me if I'm wrong you tell me so what would you consider your genre of rapping hmm. uh, that's the thing is like it's I hate I hate when they can say this like oh, I can't be defined but like I I do aim to be versatile <laughs> like for real like uh I would say it's somewhere between lyrical and party because I can't consider myself a conscious rapper but it's definitely you know like there's bars there you know what I'm saying like I might not always be talking about something like deep but I will make you think I'll put an image in your mind like a vivid image in your mind if I can like that's always one of my goals or I'll make you laugh make you you know feel like like oh man I get tickle your ear you know that's like one of my goals like yeah so it's like a notch less funnier than comedy um um like with hints of trap it's really just a product of my environment you know what i'm saying like we went to private school but we grew up around a lot of folks who didn't you know what i'm saying type stuff yeah. so it's just like the perfect it's like i'm like the the perfect storm i guess yeah we was definitely doing stuff in high school i was like we should not be here like oh bro anytime we went to a party on the weekend like when we were in riverdale like, like we were in riverdale like, like around all the like i was like we like, I was like, we definitely, like, we're in the wrong area. Like, we need to go down the street, like, 20 minutes that way. Like, especially, like, in the, wa- the warehouse parties. I was like, yeah. Office of twerk. Bro. Office of twerk. Bro, twerk. Twerk in what? What was that? Like, 2010? Twerk in 2010 was different. Like. Donk was playing on every bro. <laughs> when Donk was in regular rotation, bro. Everybody was getting twerk, bro. The nerd, the lamest nigga would be on the floor getting twerk, bro. Like, bro, oh my God. <laughs> bro, when, and then like, that's when people actually dance at parties, you know? Like nowadays, people oh, don't yeah. really dance at, like, I, like it's, it's complained a lot that oh, yeah. a lot of people don't dance at, but like, people just stand there. Like these, these new niggas, like, they just stand there. Like, I went to homecoming, right? Kennesaw's homecoming. Yeah, it's talking about last up. year. Yeah, like, the alumni and the seniors, oh man, turned up dancing, everything, you know, every like we lit, you know, folks drinking, yeah, except yada yada yada. Then the new like the new niggas on the other side, it's like they just standing there looking around. And my homeboy Dewan, he's kind of like a host a little bit of the homecoming for like the side that we were on. And he was like, Y'all niggas weird, bro. He's like, all this music, but- like y'all ain't doing nothing. Like y'all, and no matter how often he said it, they would just stand there. I was like, "Yeah, these niggas is different. Like, don't no one dance, don't no one do nothing no more. People kind of just stand there. It's like, what's the point of even coming out anymore? Like, the whole industry, the whole, the whole, the whole scenery don't change. Like, I want to do it no more. Yeah, now stuff's different. Like, even when I go to like a club or a bar, you could tell when it's like twenty-one-year-olds and like fake IDs in there, or you can tell when it's like, okay, these are all people they came to turn up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But also. It, it makes me want to bring up like kind of that's that's the greatness of the artists that are kind of like the little pumps you know because it's just like the same way that the generation like the the newer generation sometimes like we can't get a reaction out of them because it's like oh what about this what about this these people are in their minds they're in their ears they're in their hearts like it's like it's obscure to us, you know, or from, from the outside of it, you know, it kind of is like Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. But it's just like, if you're a 16, 15 year old mm-hmm. and like, you just know Lil Pump's 16 years old, his parents 
his parents don't like him or he, he disagrees with his parents, but he, he just does what he wants. He makes music and da 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 da. Not to say that he's like the, the example that all 16 year olds should be following, but you could see why a 15 year old or 14 year old would be like, hell yeah, like, ah. and, and if that's their first musical experience, that's what they're gonna base, that's how they're gonna define what they consider good for the rest of their lives. And that's one thing, that's a, you know, so that's why I can't even be like, Amen. oh, this thing suck. Cause like, he just going, because he has all these people. I mean, like people aren't the only reason, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's still a gift to communicate and like really like reach the masses. And it's like, you know, we're just seeing that gap. We're living, we're like experiencing it right now. Cause the Man. difference, cause the, the, the rappers that like we were just talking about, like the J. Cole, like they're still rapping and they're still putting out. And then weirdly enough, they're now they're getting on songs with these. It's like whole new like, it's a weird time in Different rap right avenues. now. You know, oh yeah, that but was definitely. There's a lot of bullshit too. There's <laughs> I ain't going, I'm not going cat like there's no bullshit. There's some bullshit too. Like TikTok songs, like you think those are bullshit? It depends. So I think if a song was made specifically for TikTok, like you know, you know, there's certain flows and cadences that. You can hear where it's like clearly it's like do this step. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Step. like little like, small it's like, things that you can, you know, yeah on track the little thing. Heck yeah. Like I'm not a huge fan of that. But if you got the right producer, no, <laughs> 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 they can't even cap on you, right? Because I think yeah. honestly, I, be I was one of the I was one of the TikTok doubters, bro. Like you heard it like I was one of the TikTok doubters. Like, I was like, they trying to be mine. Like, whatever. Now my ass will, like, I was looking at a fucking, I don't have a dog, bro. And I don't, I don't even, I'm not crazy about dogs. I was scrolling through a pit bull TikTok for an hour yesterday. Like, it was 2 a.m. <laughs> I looked up, it was like 3.15. I was like, what? The? I went through their whole page, bro. I was like. <laughs> but that's, bruh, that's like, it's just that addictive, though. Like, social media, because, like, kind of to your point which is a very good um what's the word i'm looking for like a very good perspective like you know because tiktok is meant for the people who are like 15 to 20 like they're meant for the young like i personally like i don't know if it's because the way my mind is set up or if like I'm, I'm older or what it is but it's like i can't get into tiktok like i've tried like i've tried to make one and it's just too much work and like you know like my friends send me the videos and the videos be funny but like i don't open up my I have the urge to go look for them like yeah. literally have zero urge to open up the tiktok to go look at them and like scroll and laugh and like you said with the whole dog thing right like like i'm a twitter nigga as we both know like i'm a twitter nigga oh, yeah. <laughs> honestly that's why i see most of my tiktoks twitter and instagram to be honest most of my tiktoks come from my friends sending me tiktoks because like mm -hmm. they they know like i'm really i'm really big on dark humor like we both know oh but come on <laughs> they'll send me dark humor and i'll be like jesus man that's oh like oh my God, like, it's so dark. Like, is this what's on TikTok? Yeah. You, you seen Trey Rags? No, was that? Oh, is that the uh, bro. the light? <laughs> yes, bro. That <laughs> nigga is tripping. That nigga is tripping, wow. bro. That bro. nigga is tripping. I think he's bro. hilarious, though. I think he's hilarious, though. Yeah, but I that, think he's so funny. But that just kind of goes to your point, though. Like, you know, when you make music for that age group, because like when you're 16, 17, 18, like your attention span is like very, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. if you don't have it with so it's like, do you want a three minute song even? Or do you want like a minute, 60 second song and like I grab your attention and you can just, cause you don't even have to, you know, like for um, views to count, you don't have to listen to like the full thing. It's like half of it. It's like 30 seconds, 30 seconds. 
30 seconds okay so it's like 30, yeah, it's I, know 30 seconds like, I know on youtube is like half so i don't know the rules for tiktok or you know and the volume has to be on for sure yeah so a lot of these like they you know, you just, a lot of these major labels yeah man you just do those those little and then especially like they'll pay influencers on tiktok to like play their songs and then not, not like mm-hmm. everyone's playing them because on tiktok you can um like like take the voice or whatever like the sound in the back and copy it and like put it on your own video i don't know you can you know, do that. yeah make your little challenge and stuff like no not t- i'm telling you bro tiktok really what they do is like they just help people skip so many video editing steps and i think that's one thing that's like oh my god like you really realize yo like tiktok when i started making tiktoks i just started using iMovie more because i was like yo like it's basically teaching me the basics like i know which effects i'm gonna add there like i don't know like it's just so user-friendly and I feel like one thing that came to making creative content like especially with social media is just like it wasn't easily accessible like you know not everybody knew how to do that stuff but like TikTok it's like anybody could like string together four or five videos and like I feel like TikTok's what made them really realize that which is weird. Yeah you're kind of right about that with the whole social media thing because Mm -hmm. it is almost impossible to now be considered an influencer if you're just now starting if you're on like twitter or if you're on like instagram you know like it's unless you you know buy your followers and then slowly get more followers like that way because like oh he like he has thirty thousand followers i'm gonna follow him like if you don't do it that way it's almost impossible to like naturally become an influencer because like everything's kind of just set in place right because even even like when people hit me up for, for like photography and like, you know, how to edit and things like that, like they'll tell me to be like, dang, I don't, I can't believe that you don't have more followers or I can't believe that, you know, X, Y, and Z. Because like when I post a picture like on Instagram, like that I retouched or, you know, like someone, like it'll get posted by like 80 people. Like people like, like on that like, reshare. Yeah, like on the video, like there's there's been times where like I've scrolled and it's been like 50, 60, 70, 80 people. And like people that I don't even know would be like, I can't believe like you're not more famous. But it's like, why don't you follow me? But I don't really care about numbers. Yeah, like hey. <laughs> that's a, man, that's yeah. the The conversion conversion is always the, the bitch of artistry, bro. Oh my God. Man, it's like, the worst because like even with me having like bigger clientele now. Cause like I've been, I've done work with like Miss Georgia, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, oh, sure. yeah, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty big. And you know, flex, she, she, flex on what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like she's even trying to put me on like in the actual Miss Georgia, like, um, like pageant thing. Right. And so it's like, that would even, be lit for you, bro. yeah, that would be very lit. But even then though, it's not like that shouldn't be your goal with social media. You know what I'm saying? Like it should really be like the work behind it. Like, are you actually, you know, making money from it? Are you actually getting your brand out there? Or whatever? Like it can be used for that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Cause like, that's a part of it. Like, do you have a website? Do you have a professional email? Like do you reply to people? You have like a phone, you have a number, you know, all these things that go mm-hmm. with it. Because um, I noticed that when I got my website for my photography, that's when my clientele started going up. Cause like you look more professional. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then, when you got you, especially in the bio, it's, it just say your name. Oh, it's dot like, com. It's like, ooh, right. okay. and it's so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of want to touch on that aspect of you with um, music as well. Is like, so what do you think is needed for, you know, because you've been in the game like what? I want to say like seven, eight years? All right. 
about to be next year will probably be actually yeah, eight seven eight is more accurate because when i was just starting i wasn't even really in the game you know no i mean like i was rapping or like die hard because i remember there would be even times where we would have like well not we but you would have like song parties like you're like yeah i just made a song everyone come over and like let's just do like you know we'll drink it we'll go out and like you know you was getting the gigs at the, at the frat houses and then you went from the frat houses to what local you, small yeah. shows and like it wasn't tabernacle it was um masquerade masquerade we went to masquerade a few times you know like you try to get like you know bigger and bigger then you try to do like little venues and little local places then you actually i think you actually toured right Did you tour oh yeah i went on i went on two tours self-funded tours which to me as an independent artist i didn't fucking go 56 cities or whatever but that's still like my most mind-blowing thing that i was able to do that for myself i'm i'm proud of that yeah that's good man because even like even when i watch you perform like when there's like a stream of artists right and even like when it's people that we know you know like shot jay newton you feel me yes sir like i noticed that like when you perform like the crowd goes crazy like, i think outside of being an artist you're also a performer you know you're not just like an artist because like you, you know where you my first stage was like my first times on stage was not i mean i had a microphone but i was active you know i loved theater like i was going to best con it was in best con bro like that's, yeah, that's really that's really where we became close like because you're like wait we're both in this theater you do tech you want to and it was just like oh you you actually care about this you actually care because we was around a, a lot of people who was playing and <laughs> because we i had to build i had to help build that boat that you did for the um for the oh. that was actually that was a really good play. That was I, actually, I still got that crayon, bro. Dang. I still got it. That's I was gonna cool. bring it to the new crib, but I don't have a I'm actually I'm gonna put it in the studio. You just <laughs> thank you for saying that. Cause it's in my garage at like at my at my parents' house. I'm about to grab that shit, bro. But yeah, I was like, so, oh see theater, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, so like you been do you think that you being a performer? helps you be a better artist? Oh yeah, because uh, there's even times where I'd literally be doing the same warm-ups that we'd be doing in drama class and, and fucking rehearsal. I'd be doing that by myself before a show, everybody in the green room kind of like, this nigga touching his toes, like, you know what I'm saying? But like, <laughs> it was just like, I would be like, I got into that same mindset. I would be like, warm up, deep breaths, doing my like, you know, red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow, like everything that I did when I was getting ready to go at, I would apply that to rapping. Cause I feel like it's the same, like, you know, Bokery is Beauregard, but Beauregard is like, he, he's definitely different. Like, like I feel different. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like my tone, everything is just different when I'm really Beauregard. So like, by all means, he's a character, but it's like, it's the character that in my mind, is my most authentic self, if that makes sense. Yeah, that actually does make sense because like I've seen you, like, you know, I've seen you go from um in the nicest way possible, like 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 an insecure, very reserved, very, you know, I'm gonna let you know, I'm gonna let them talk and let them plan it everything to you going to like you yelling at me and being like, Devin, shut the fuck up. I'm like, whoa, like <laughs> sometimes it happens. And in my mind, I'd be like, bro, I should slap this nigga. Like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but you're like, I respect it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and I think, you know, you being Beauregard has helped you with that a lot because oh, yeah. you know, like you, you're like, like, you know, you're you're a mental health advocate, right? 
Oh, very much so. Like, I'll, that's one I'll advocate for anyone, my worst enemy, you know what I'm saying? Even to this day, like most of the time when I get really, really upset, like you, yeah, you know, cause we be having, we be having talks. We'd be like, man, this person pissed me off. I'm just like, nah, but like low key, they could have been going through some shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like to use it as a blanket cover all excuse for everything, but I just, I definitely acknowledge like, it's just one of those things, man. Like you either have the strength or you don't. And it's valid if you don't, you know what I'm saying? And I just, that's, that's, that's like my stance on like, a, but as someone who has like, you know, experienced mental health issues, artistry, self-expression, catharsis, those were so great for my confidence in my show. Like, you know, kind of like just, cause I, a lot of time, you know, I'd be kind of going through the motions kind of on some like, you know, that, you know, you, you get in your head when you're having anxiety. Like you, you start thinking like, ah, oh, like I'm clearly like annoying everybody here. Half the time they have no opinion on your presence. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but you, you you're just making it like fuck like i'm ruining this fucking party like i need to go home i, I need to just smoke go to sleep i'm, I'm not gonna uh, you know yeah but like you know it took a while for me to like love myself and it started with me loving my music like really loving what i was making and being like yo i'm capable like i it's okay for me to be hard on myself but with that comes like when i when i in the split second meet that little expectation that in, that I set for myself, I need to acknowledge that I hit that. And like, I wasn't doing that. Like I'd be doing shit and like, you know, I'd be working, having, you know, having a great session and I'd go home and be upset. Like great show, go home. And then I was like, nah, I need to really like celebrate my win a little bit. Like don't fucking coast it. And like, yeah, four years later, yeah, I had this one show, it was lit. Like, you know, keep going, but it's just like, if it's I don't celebrate my wins, right now, what the fuck, you know? I like that. Celebrate the little wins. I think that's very important because I, I I definitely. So when I first started photography. I was like, OK, how do I get to the level of, you know, he's like Alan Cooley, right? He's a, he's a beauty photographer in Atlanta. Like he does work for like Shea Moisture. He's done like cologne work. He's done work for like Cantu. Like he's like he makes millions. You know? Like he's like he could retire right now and live the same life he's living now. But he likes to give a lot of advice. I mean, yeah, he charges for it, but he charges cheaper rates than everyone else because he just wants to put people on. Like he even asks for internships and like he'd be asking, you know, like, hey, is there a makeup artist who needs to, you know, blah 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 blah. But yeah, like he um, like he cares about the art community. Oh my god, what he cares about the com like he was even sending out money during the pandemic when people were yeah when people were getting hurt like when people were uh, not getting because i didn't get a gig because okay so when the pandemic hit in 2020 i had about 20 or 30 i want to say like 32 like grad shoots lined up they all Ooh. canceled you know and uh, I sent most of their deposits back. You know, one of the ones that asked for it, I definitely sent them back because I was like, you know, like, I understand, like, because we don't know what's going on. Like, it's a pandemic. Like, you know, it is what it is. And so when that happened. Ooh, I know that hurt, though. Oh, oh. My God, bro. I was like, <laughs> not, even outside the money, I would just like, so I actually become friends with my uh, clients. But we'll talk about that in a second. 
But yeah, like when all that happened, he sent out money to like photographers. Like I don't know how much he sent out, but he definitely sent out money to like a bunch of people. Cause he definitely sent me like a hundred bucks. Like Dang. yeah, just like he just he like like he's just really, really cool. But um like but yeah, like with my clients, like yeah, I get paid for it, but I like to be very affordable for my clients. Like, and not to knock anyone's price, your price is your price. And as long as someone's willing to pay it, I guess you're worth it. You know, I'm not going to say anything different because, you know, that's disrespectful. But I personally like to be affordable to my clients. Like, I like to give them the best quality they can get for the price that I'm giving, you know, because like people, some people like they'll book me and they'll be like, oh, that's it. I'm like, I mean, yeah, like, I mean, I could raise it like you want me to, but it's like, I don't want to do that because, you know, I really want it to be like a mutual thing, like a mutual beneficiary thing between me and my clients like yeah you're paying me for a job but i want you to have like experience like i bring like all my gear i bring like 90 percent of my gear whenever i do like a grad shoot or like a product you want shoot. them to feel like they really yeah, i want the model today yes like i want you to feel like you're the best model like because even the parents when they come right it's like a lot of parents come to their to their children's shoots because a lot of them are like first generation in college you know like they've never done a birthday shooter. They've never done, you know, something like this. Or like they just now started their business and, you know, people will come for support. And I want them to feel like they're getting the best treatment possible. Like I cut my little portable change thing. I got my big flash and like the big metal pole. And the, I can hear the parents be like, oh, this nigga legit. Oh, shit. Like, oh, yeah. you know, because I know in the community, like black people are kind of scared about getting scammed by stuff like this. They're like, you know, you didn't pay a couple hundred dollars. Me- yeah, we are. De- I feel like we we on that. <laughs> we and I, like I can testify. Hell yeah! I mean, that's like, bro, Kanye West could be on Facetime with me, flying me out on a private jet. I'm gonna be like, how did these niggas do this shit? Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, like, I'm like, like, how the fuck? And he gets fired with that Photoshop, huh? Like, <laughs> bro, yes, bro. And so you know, I just really want my community because I end up becoming friends with a lot of my clients. Like, I've had clients invite me to, like, their graduations, like, their birthday, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, oh, yeah. we don't text, but, like, you know, they'll DM me and I'll DM them, you know, like, little comments on pictures and things like that. And, like, I, oh, yeah. I'll, like, there are actually some of my clients that I become, like, genuine friends with. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of one right now. Like, this one girl named Celeste. I literally met her on Twitter. Oh, yeah, I've seen. Oh, you take five pictures of her, by the way. Yeah, yeah, she's, oh, my gosh. She, and she's a genius. She has, like, a 3.9, like, GPA at Georgia State or something like that. Like, she was a genius. Yes, yes. Like, she's really. I'm not talking about my GPA. That's the only thing off limits today, all right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. She's, like, she's super gorgeous, like, amazing skin, great teeth. And, the, and outside of, like, her being, like, very, very pretty, like, she's extremely nice. Like, like she, at least to me and the people that I've seen her interact with, like she's been so nice. You know what I'm saying? So it's definitely her been people watching this, just like <laughs> she can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> her, her, her haters are like, man, I fucking hate this bitch. Got this, got this nigga over here hyping her up. I hate her so yeah, much. But she that has them fooled. They don't know the real her. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> but yeah, like I just want people to. Cause I don't know. I'm really down for the, as you know, I'm down for like all black. Like I'm just down for the community. Like who was that one person that said it during the, uh, the awards I'm rooting for everyone black. That'd be me. Mm-hmm. I'd be rooting for everyone. Yeah. Black, bro. I'd be, I'd just be rooting for everyone black. Cause like, I think that people and not trying to get political, but I just think that we put ourselves in the back burner for everyone else. You know what I'm saying? We very often. And 
like not even on purpose which is even worse like just so nice it just be like, it just feels natural sometimes oh to, God, to, I, I, and i'm just like nah we don't we don't have to be let we don't have to accept lesser actually like it's okay for us to want the and same or even bit. more like everybody wants more like you know yeah and like that's why i do uh sometimes i do like these little like these little days of challenge where I do like 10 days of Ghana or like five days of black men or like four days of black women or whatever like that. Cause I like to show off the culture. Like, as you know, like, you know, my friend group is like African-American black folk and is like, Oh, black American and Afri- probably more African now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like mine actually, no, it's kind of even now. Um, Cause okay. last year uh, I got put in a group chat with a bunch of like black folk. And like, I was actually missing that piece of me. Like I was, I was extremely yeah. missing it. Cause like I was around, like, don't get me wrong down with the culture, love, you know, it's like you're African, you know what I'm saying? Like you're, you're African, oh, yeah. fuck. Remember the lunches you used to bring to school? I used to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> I just, oh yeah. Mm. These stinking sweets, I love it. <laughs> but yeah, for those of you who don't know, Bo is actually uh, Sierra Leone, um, or not is, but like, you know, that's where his mom comes from and all that stuff. But um, yeah, like, you know, last year I was missing that piece of me because I felt like I didn't have any like black American friends. It's just like you and like, or Jalen and like Mal, you know, things like that. But I got put in this group chat with these black folk and like, I don't know, things got kind of got kind of better for me. Cause like I started oh, yeah. to, you know, like when you're in the culture, you get comfortable, you get very comfortable, you know what I mean? And then like, you can make little jokes and you're like, oh yeah, I grew up this way and blah, blah, blah. And you know, like black, you know, like black people, like they give you nicknames off rip. So they like, oh yeah, they'd be like Manny. So not like even my African friends call me Manny or man now. Like it didn't happen until man, man. <laughs> man, man. You ain't got man man yet. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, nah, yeah. I think that's a little too hood for me. I think that's a little too hood for me. <laughs> but yeah, even now, like they call me man or, or Manny. And like that's kind of like how this podcast came about. Like King Don. He would call me, you know, man. He'd be like, man versus the world, you know, on the Twitter line again, or just in general arguing and things like that. But yeah, man, the culture, super down with the culture. Are you ever gonna make an Afrobeat song? I've been experimenting, like, cause I have some songs where I I, I tiptoe dangerously close, and I've fe- I've been featured on some Afrobeat songs. I've been featured on some, but it's just like, I just want when I do it, I don't want it to feel inauthentic or gimmicky. Like, I just don't want it to be like mid like, Afrobeats is up. All right, put I gotta get an Afrobeats track. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, just cause people see right through that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but definitely like. like yeah, my but like uh my cousin Cliff, bro, so crazy with like the Afrobeat like hooks and songs and stuff like that. Like, like I like to work with him a lot, and like he he's like he honestly him even my cousins like that's one thing. I know a lot, or maybe growing up, growing up, I knew a lot of Africans that were ashamed to be African, mm. which like as a kid, no cap. I don't know if it's because I was so sheltered. I really did not understand why. Like people would be like, you finna roast me. They'd be like, African booty scratcher. I'd be like, yeah, I, I just scratched my butt. It was itching. Like I was so, I was just so out of it as a kid. <laughs> like <laughs> this I was like, yeah, zero like, context. I am like, African. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, like what's what? up? Like, yeah, that's me. Like, abs. <laughs> like, you know it's crazy? But like, I don't know. I remember everyone calling everyone everyone an African booty scratcher though. 
Like maybe maybe that's just like, my experience. Yeah, I guess. Because I was definitely called an actor. I mean, <laughs> and it's I mean, first of all, you know, it's it's racist. Like if you're not if you, yeah. if you don't look like me, if you don't look like us, you definitely don't need to say that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But really, you know, it, it's an outdated term for a reason. But like, it's just like I don't know. I feel like the it's definitely different now. Like, I feel like people are so like proud to like know like hey this is history that like they tried to erase but like like i one of my favorite things is when i see like a black american like kind of update like yo i did my ancestry i just found out i'm nigerian i'm about to like look up this i'm about to look up that yeah. and it, i don't know like that's just some wholesome shit to me man because when you think about how much history was lost like i felt like there was a point i mean there, there was a point in time where niggas really thought like yeah like to that slave owner, that's about all I'll know about my lineage, oh, and that's thanks. you know. And now we have that technology. We have these records, like despite you know the the purposeful erasure, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, of our history. But like, so I get excited when I see folks get excited about that kind of stuff. Yeah, and the crazy thing about the African culture is like, at least at our high school, the Africans that we knew were like African. Like you were bringing the lunch, you were wearing the clothes, oh, yeah. like you was in like e drama. Like I was like, oh yeah, they're Nigerian as fuck. Like they're Nigerian. Oh, yeah. But then I didn't know yeah, that like, in other parts of I don't want to say the world, but like Georgia, like it wasn't like that. Like they weren't like people weren't really like I guess quote unquote like you know African or Nigerian or Ghanaian. Oh, yeah. Like they were like kind of hiding it, and then like they got they got to college and like it was kind of cool quote unquote, and then like you know people started like repping it for real for real. Like, I didn't know that, because, like, when, because, like, you know, our, I, I guess our high school was kind of, like, ethnic, quote, unquote, because, like, yeah, we had white people, yeah. but we had, like, you know, Mexicans, and we had, like, Asian people, like, and we, we even had, had non-Catholics. Yeah, that was really Like, cool. we had, like, some Muslim kids in there, like, I know there was one Jewish kid, or, but, yeah, yeah like, like, we were, like, very, like, they were very, uh, what's the word, um, they wanted us to like, I guess, embrace like our ethnic oh, yeah. diversity or whatever. Because I remember like when you would come in traditional, like you were like, yeah, this is like kind of what I wear, like weddings and stuff. I'm like, yo, this kind of it's kind of fresh, like you know, rocking this shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm white>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like so I'm actually going to Ghana in um in December. Yeah, I'm gonna go into hey. first trip to thank you, thank you. First trip to Africa is gonna be hey, congrats, bro. You gonna have so much fun, bro. Bro, everyone, I'm getting, I'm, I don't want to say I'm nervous, but I just, I just want to. Okay, I'm not gonna raise your expectations. That, it's, it's a vacation. Yeah, like I just don't know what to expect because I keep hearing like two sides, right? So it's people like you who like, oh yeah, bro, you're gonna be lit. Like you're gonna be turned up. They gonna love you there. You're gonna be all the fool. Like you're gonna be out partying in clubs. And there's people who's like, I can't wait till you go because you gotta be so mind blown. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like mind blow. Oh Lord. <laughs> what are you, yeah, bro, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I kinda wanna, you know, be happy. I don't know what's going on right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> my expectations to be met. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm cool with that. Like, but I'm actually excited to really uh, go to Ghana because like I actually want to visit multiple parts of Africa. Cause like a lot of my friends are from different countries. Cause like even also like the like like I'm gonna go to Nigeria, but it's not about Nigeria. Like it's about like the other countries too. Like I want to go to like some East African countries because I have like some Ethiopian oh, friends, yeah. some uh, Eritrean friends. I have friends from um, Gambia. Shout out Gambia. Um, I got friends from like Cameroon. 
Yeah, man. I got friends from like all over, like Guinea, you know what I'm saying? So I kind of uh, want to visit like all of their countries because I just want to know, I just want to know what it's like to be them, but like in the opposite shoe, right? Because every day they live here in America and I want to know, okay, how do, how do they feel? Like if I was living there, you know, where they're from, like, because it's easy to be, I guess, a black person in America because like you're so used to it, you know what I'm saying? Like you grew up around the culture, you grew up around your friends, like everything like that. But I want to be a black person in a culture that's not mine. Like I want to be the outcast and see what it feels like for you know. Like I want to be the minority for once, you know. Mm. Yeah. I mean, not for once, bro. Not, not like yeah, that was pretty clever. But but I want to ask you. About I know you. what you mean, though. Yeah, like, do you think your culture has made a big influence on you? with your music, how you become as a person, you know, like, cause even Beau Regard, like Bokery, like, you know, I see the resemblance. Yeah. I would say like, um, it, it makes itself the most known in my opinion and like my beat selection. Cause like, I like, and it's my most annoying trait is like, I'm trying, cause I always say this word tribal. Ugh. Because like, you know, I'll be working with a producer and be like, what are you feeling? And I was like, but that's honestly just like, that's my favorite type of drum pattern. And just like rhythm is just like, I want it to sound tribal. Like you could march to war together on this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, which, you know, that's like, I don't know, that's some latent African warrior roots in my blood or some shit. Man is a Zulu warrior. Right? But definitely one way that it, uh, makes itself present and like I'm and I very much appreciate it is like and not to not to say that any other culture has less respect but it's just like one thing that I've noticed is like African households like put an extra emphasis on like the way you talk to people like you know what I mean like it, maybe it don't go both ways from the old to the youth but the, they make sure the youth is respectful you know what I'm saying like yeah that's just one thing I've noticed is like I like I don't know like you you know you it's just sometimes you know when you're bringing an African to your crib just the way they'll they'll be like oh is your mom home I gotta go say hi to your mom before we start hanging out because and and it's not even I mean yeah they're being thoughtful but it might be also trauma <laughs> you know what I'm saying it might be like so like I'll tell you in my house it's like you know like so it's just like mm-hmm. there's just so much like little courtesies and like stuff like that that I feel like I picked up just from being like in an African household and like um, maybe some aspects of like work ethic, but um, mainly in like my music taste, like I listen to African music like today. Like, honestly, I listen to more Nigerian artists though. Like Emerson is like, he was like the biggest like Sierra Leonean star. Like he like even, and I I got to open for him one time when he came to uh, Atlanta. Gangsta. But like, uh, yeah. Funnily enough, his last name is my first name. Amara? No, wait, Emerson? No, Bokery. Bokery, Bokery, Bokery. Yeah, yeah. So wait, his last name is Bokery? people who have that name. Yeah. Is Bokery a common name in Sierra Leone? Not even. Not even. And it's honestly, it's for good reason, unfortunately. Because, um, like, the re- main reason my parents left, you know, there was, like, a civil war, like, in the 90s, like, you know, we were just kind of like getting out of there. But like one of the one of the bad people who's kind of like leading the rebels in this this fight, 
was uh his name was Sam Bokery and like uh. they often compare him to a lot a lot of bad people but like at the time I was named you know your name is evil he, you know it's like I'm named after my grandfather had that name but like since then it's definitely not a not a common name at all like you know what I'm saying it would be like I don't want to say it would be the direct result of this but it was it's probably why you're not gonna really meet that many niggas named Adolf. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's a traditional German name. Your grandfather might be named that, but we might, know, we might let it go. You know what I'm saying? You know what's crazy? That's that's Dolph's name. Really? Yeah, Dolph? like 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 young Dolph. That's like A D O L F. Dog. It's so fun. Like when I found that out, because he would say his name, like, so his name is Dolph Gok. I can't even say his last name because it's so like long, but it's like Dolph right. Gokabana. But his real first oh. name is Adolf. And that's where he got Dolph from. Mm. It's part of his first name. So that's how he, yeah, and like he started, yeah. And he started rapping when he was like, I think like 17. Or, and that's how he became young Dolph. So he was young oh, Dolph from like good. 17 to like 30 something. And now he's going to That nigga been doing everything his whole life, bro. I was at uh, one music fest, bro. And he said this one bar about like I was getting my dick sucked when I was six or some shit. I was oh, like, yeah. yo, <laughs> dog, is that a cry for help? No, bro. <laughs> oh man, some of these artists actually do like future. They be saying future be crying for help, like in his songs. That's yeah, man. Definitely, that's definitely a cry for help. But it'd be lit. It, it do be lit. It'd be lit. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, who was it? Uh, Abel. Uh, the weekend. Oh man! Yeah, man. Whew. And see, I like that's what I was... mental hair, our mental health awareness. But like, if that's if it make you do that, no, I'm playing. Obviously, I don't feel that way. <laughs> but like that kind of goes back to my point that I named at the very beginning is like when when artists have like great music like that, they're on drugs or like like they're going through something like very depressing or like a heartbreak or someone died in their life. And like that be the best music because like you actually put yourself into it because you can tell when an artist made a song just to make a song because they're on a contract. But don't you know forget, good music comes from genuine happiness too and genuine celebration, not always just pain. That's very true. You're absolutely right about. So that. it's just strong emotions in general. Like when you can tap, because you know, bro, it's, you telling me. I mean, Kirk Franklin might have been through some stuff, but I feel like it's the joy that I get in the studio, you know, he's, you know what I'm saying? He's, yeah. he's acknowledging his joy when it's on, like, yeah, it'd be a battle, you know, but like, yeah, it's just certain. Yeah. Not but that. Oof. Do you want to, do you, do you, do you want to get signed? Do you want to get a contract or are you trying to be like Prince to be like solo? Um, so a, there are certain deals and contracts I would like, or really part, I want to, I would like to get into partnerships. Like, ideally, if I was to sign away and not be an independent artist anymore, like, the way my terms would have to be met to a T, people wouldn't even, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it would almost be like nothing changed but my budget. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they get their cut. Like, that's the only, but, like, as a man, like, only deals I'm interested in are, like, distribution and stuff like that. Because, like, with that 360 shit, bro, honestly, I think I'm a good actor still. And I think, you know, when I, like, I don't want to freaking be in no situation where it's like, oh, we signed you as a rapper 360. I start acting and I start getting, you know, whatever roles. And, like, then it's like, yeah, damn, Marvel? We'll take that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, you know, I never want to be in a position where it's like, 
I'm I'm resenting doing what I love. So that's the ultimate goal. That's good to hear because I've always wondered, you know, what was your end goal? Because like I've seen you grow over the years. Like I've seen you grow, you know, from doing small concert at Oxford with like mm -hmm. 50 people, you know, to do, tavern parties. Yeah, to doing like, you know, full stages like a few hundred, you know what I'm saying? Where people like people that I don't even know know your songs. You know what I'm saying? Like people were like, I've been in the crowd. I'm like, I have no idea who at least three or four of these people are. And they still get his songs better than I know. I was like, hold up, what is going on right now? Like, <laughs> weird. like you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, very big things and very good things coming to you because like you be putting the work, you know what I'm saying? Like I was saying earlier, like, do you rap or are you a rapper? You know, there's two different exactly. things. Like, even in my profession, like, you know, like so when I give advice to photographers. I give them like the harsh truth. I'd be like, yo, bro, like, you know, it's gonna take you a minute to get there, but you can get there. You know what I'm saying? That, oh, and yeah. that kind of weeds out the people who are trying to get there quick and the people that are, who are trying to like, yeah. actually do it. Cause like, I oh, yeah. personally give free advice. Like, I don't, I don't like when people withhold the information from other people. Yeah. You know and like, I get it. If you want to charge for classes, that's perfectly fine. Do you, my bro? And even gonna hate at it. But if someone's asking you, like reply to them you know give ask like yeah. like give them the information like they're clearly a beginner and they want to get into the market because trust yeah. me especially if you live in atlanta it's enough for everyone to eat bro like i it's yeah. enough for everybody we live in atlanta bro there's over a million people in atlanta oh yeah but i will say with that there's certain questions that are that can come off as disrespectful though like for example me knowing how much work you put in photography into photography, let's say you post tomorrow, like, yo, I just got booked for like 10K, 20K, you know, like for one hour just to do this shit. If I'm a beginning photographer and I and the first question I ask you is, how do I get 20K? That's like, nigga, you've been following me. You, so you know, like, you know, <laughs> don't, you know, it's, uh, it's like I, I worked for you. it. You know, I, like, I feel yeah. you. I if feel it's a you. Specific question, like, how do I get started? Hell yeah. Don't be holding nuts on that kind of shit. I don't like when niggas do that. Yeah. But like, like when it's like major accomplishment that's clearly from years of work, who, who it is? What, what, what's, the, what's the catch? Like, you know, you know how that comes off, you know? Yeah. And that kind of like, that even kind of goes into what I was saying about weeding out the people. You know, because yeah, exactly. Because like, so ninety percent of the questions I get from new and upcoming like photographers is be like, "Yo, how did you get this shot?" I'd be like, "All right, this is what I did." Like, I posted, so there was just a homecoming tailgate that we had at Kennesaw, and I got the and I got the shot of all the alphas. Uh, I think it's strolling. I got the all the alphas strolling, but it was when they were jumping mid air together, like all at the same time, and it was my home justice in the front. And like all his brothers were, I don't know if they were his brothers, but all the people in his chapter was like behind him. And so they were all jumping and it looked super fun. It's like, yo, you had, but I was like, yo, oh. like you can't be afraid to get the shot. Like you can't be afraid to, you know, even when you're at a wedding or even when you're at a, even when you're at, um, um, that's my roommate, Josh, by the way. <laughs> What's up, Josh? But even yeah. when you're, um, you know, at like doing a product event or you know doing um a grad shoot like there's been grad shoots where i've done where like i'm like nah stand on this and we're like, like like let's do this and i promise it'll look cool and like you know they don't see the vision but then like the picture comes out and they're like oh yeah like you know exactly what you're like you're five 
And so like, that's, a, yeah. that, that's the way to weed out photographers too, because people who ask like, Hey, how'd you get this shot? Or like, how did you do this? Or like, what camera do I need to start off with? Or like, what information can you give me? Like, sometimes I do get the, like, yeah. how much money can I make? Like, I do get that. And I'd be like, all right, bro, you're not going to last this long because you're in it for the money. <laughs> but the people that- be I'm like, only in this for money. And so what, what is it? Like, <laughs> what's the deal? Like, the people that be asking me like those genuine questions, I'm like, okay, yeah, like, you're probably been in this industry for yeah. a few years. Because like my end goal with photography is to like, one, get my own studio. I'm going to cap. COVID definitely pushed me back a lot. Um, mainly because like that whole 2020, like I almost did no shoots. Like, I think I did like a few grad shoots and like, a wedding yeah i did like a wedding some pre-wedding photos a few grad shoots and like a few birthday shoots like nothing compared to what i did this year in 2021 you know what i mean so like oh, yeah, no, you money, move now. yeah money saved and like there was a lot of actually like restrictions on people buying stuff because like you know a lot of things weren't open and people were like yeah i'm shut down like you can't even blah, blah, blah. like i was like oh that was super serious but yeah like my 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 thing is to eventually get my own studio and then this would be like a professional photographer. And I also want to do real estate too. But like, that's really my goal with photography, man. Like, you know, trying to be out here grinding. You know, hopefully shoot right. an album cover for you one day. Bro, ain't no hopefully. No, I, I, I will say like watching your passion grow for, for photography has been one of my favorite aspects of being your friend. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's like, uh, you're not hard-hearted by any means. You try to make people feel that way though. But like, you know, I feel like photography is like the time where you really like like and like of course between me and you anime steak chicken wings but like Facts. and if you know us <laughs> don't even play with those three topics around us like straight up do not if but yeah I feel like photography would be your fourth horseman though like straight up like I'm to say that means a lot it, it's it's so much out of context for y'all listening. If only y'all knew us, like, like you know. <laughs> but yeah, like even with photography, bro. Like I didn't think that I was gonna love it this much. And then like, twenty twenty happened, and I took the class with Alan Cooley on like you know the business aspect of photography, and like I really went home and like got all the notes and applied it to my business, and like my business went off. Like made my website, I market myself. You know when I'm out, you know. And like sometimes, you know, I'll just have my camera with me taking pictures and people are like, do you take pictures? I'm like, yeah, like, blah, 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 you know, exchange information, whatever. Like, yeah, man, like I'm constantly learning about it, too. Like even now, like I just learned some uh, new skin retouching stuff to make the skin look more natural and like more even. And like it's just so much that you can do that can always elevate you and put yourself, you know, into your craft. You feel me? Cause like you can never stop learning. Like I think when you when you think that you stop learning, is when you start to fail in your business. You know what I mean? Cause even Michael Phelps, like he's the what the best swimmer in the world, like ever to ever exist, and he still had a coach. The best yeah. swimmer, even Usain Bolt, like the best runner in the world, like fastest guy ever to exist, still had a coach. Had a coach you feel me? And I think that you know had a team. Even in individual sports, you need a team. Exactly. That's really one thing. Exactly, you need a team. But yeah, man, I just wanted to get you on the podcast because, you know, you're my brother and I've been wanting to talk about you know, something like this for a minute. Because, I mean, you've been trying to get a podcast together for like a minute, right? Like almost like a year. Yeah, bro. It's been, you know, man, life's been so hectic. I'm glad it's done. We're doing it now. So Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm glad that you were safe during COVID, bro. Like, you know, I was actually worried about a lot of people during COVID. I was like, dang. 
Like, I hope no one, like, you know, eyes are getting sticked up, you know. And luckily, knowing that, you know, I knew that I was close with, you know, sorry if anyone died, you know, RIP, you know, rest in power. But, like, knowing that we knew really died like that from COVID, I'm super grateful that no one got hurt. Yeah, no, it's like, it's, uh, it's been, that's honestly just been a wreck for, like, all people, like, I feel like as artists, like we're thinking like, oh, like, but then like to really take the outside perspective and be like, damn, everybody kind of felt this shit is what really just makes it so obscure. Like we're still in this phase. Like the yeah. history books are gonna be weird. Like <laughs> and shit happened in 2020 or 2021, we was inside and some of us weren't. And we, those, you know, I don't know. This is just such a weird period of time. Like. I'm just, ex- I'm excited to see like my kids reactions when they're like reading about this in their history books or <laughs> history tablets, whatever the fuck, you know, like, I was like, yeah, there's like five like, nuclear wars, like 40 yeah, million like, people died. Like it was the worst time ever. Like, oh man, we got reset back. So like it was, it was, it was the black ages. <laughs> it was the black ages. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, before I have to let you go, is there any advice that you would give to any up and coming rappers or anything that you want to say, you know, to get your final, you know, voice out, whatever? So I'm um, going to borrow a page from what you just said too about um, make sure that you're doing it for passion. If you're looking for quick results, quick return, it's not the industry for you. Not saying it's impossible, but if that is what it's based off of, it's not for you. You know, you have to like, just know that this has to mean something to you because people can sense that and they can see that. And it is, uh, it honestly can outshine talent sometimes. So it's like really, your work ethic because it translates to talent after time. But like, that's one thing that like will make somebody a fan of you and a supporter of you before, you know, you miraculously went viral or, you know, oh, I just posted my my snippets here and like I'm viral, like really putting in work, really networking. Like, don't be one of the, like, like I said, even an individual athlete needs a motherfucking team. So it's like, don't go around being like, oh, like I don't do no feature, I don't do this. Like, get in there, get your toes wet. Like, if you're scared, scared, scared money don't make no money. And then uh, this one dude just told me, he told me a great quote. He was just like, bro, no song has ever blown up off the hard drive. Put it out. Be put yourself out there. Ooh. Like straight up. No song has ever blown up off the hard drive. And it was and that shit hit me like a damn arrow in my between my eyes, bro. I was like, Oh my god. Cause like he was asking me, like, he was like, Oh, when's this coming out? And you know, when's the new shit? I was like, man, like, I feel like I'm doing too much. I feel like no one cares. Da, da, da. Cause and there's gonna be times where you get insecure. So be ready to be your own biggest enemy, but you're also your biggest supporter and biggest fan and harshest critic. All that shit. Just just know it's hard as fuck. You, you don't get to select the difficulty. It's just automatically legendary, limited ammo, limited health, like make it work. So just know that. That was a gangster bar. You need to put that in the song. That was dope. <laughs> that was dope. But all right, man, uh, shout your social one time so people can follow you on Instagram. Oh, yes. So follow me at Sir Beauregard, S-I-R-B-O-R-E-G-A-R-D. That's on all of them shits, TikTok, Twitter, Insta, you know, whatever freaking um what else and then my name once again is Beauregard B-O-R-E-G-A-R-D with a period at the end 
all services. Check out my videos, my music, and um, got a music video. I'll tell y'all the date. November 22nd, I'm dropping my music video for Beyonce Knows. So look out for that and subscribe to me, all that good stuff. Like Beyonce Knows. All right, man. That was Beauregard, aka Bokery. Say it backwards, but you know, he is Beauregard. But thank you so much for being on my podcast, bro. Much love to you. Can't wait for more music to come out. Have a good night, bro. All right.